This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. As the Minister of Sport, um, you're the captain of the team. You must be thrilled with the medal haul so far. Yeah, morning, Smithy. Morning, everybody. Yeah, huge, huge Olympics for New Zealand, and I'm really thrilled, you know, for the athletes and their and their support teams and their families. But I'm also really pleased for high performance sport New Zealand. You know, this is a massive, in this case, five year long campaign, uh, and and one that's really bearing fruit. And it's just been brilliant to feel the Olympic buzz around the, around the communities. Literally, everywhere I've been in the last week and a bit, um, you know, people have been stopping to talk about the Olympics and that's got to be a good thing. Before we focus on the Olympics and what a great achievement it's been thus far, can I just take you back perhaps a month? I know you love your cricket. I know you went to the 2019 World Cup. I saw you uh, over there in the UK. It wasn't to be there. How much satisfaction did you take out of New Zealand being the World Test Champions? Oh, enormous. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm, a, I mean I'm, I'm the Minister of Sport and it's an amazing role to have, but I'm also, as you're pointing out, a, a lifelong cricket tragic. And like a lot of, uh, you know, staunch New Zealand cricket fans, it hasn't always been easy. And and so to go through what we all did, and you very especially, Smithy, in, in 2019, and then to see this result, is, it's just extraordinary. And I've written a little bit about it. I've had the privilege of spending a bit of time around the team over the last few years, and they are a remarkable bunch of, of men, um, incredibly well-led and well-managed, and created a team culture that makes me just about as proud as their, their performance is on the field and uh, yeah, spent a bit of time with the mace um, over the last week, not too much but um, it was it was brilliant for the guys to feel the love from the New Zealand public you know, even um, a couple of months on from the result the you know, it hasn't diminished the enthusiasm they were greeted with and at Eden Park last week, you know, the queue went around the block to get in and you know, all sorts of things about it made me pleased one of which was just the whole face of New Zealand was there. It was this huge diversity of young and old and, and Pākehā and non-Pākehā, and it was just a magic, magic occasion for, for everyone involved. Yeah, I, I really do believe it's the best New Zealand cricket team we've produced. Uh, I've been lucky enough to be part of one way, way back in the 80s, but it seems such a long time ago. There's some wonderful individuals back there, but I think this is the most complete team that we've ever been able to put on the park. So uh, I celebrate with them. Yeah, and I, 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 I know definitely agree with that. Yeah, I'd agree with that, Smithy, but I don't think you guys should underrate that 80s team. I mean, it's, you know, the, the less professional environment and, and the way in which you guys were able to, to come through that. But I think across the park, I would agree with you. And, you know, just those times with the bowling attack where, you know, you this team wasn't relying on, on Chats and Sir Richard just alone. It was, you know, it was actually 
four or five bowlers who could take a wicket at any moment, uh, a top order that, that stepped up constantly. I mean, it's just, that's the thing, isn't it? Across the park, this is a team, but it's also the way they play for each other. You know, the loyalty they have to one another is, is something I think that's extraordinary. Okay, let's uh, get on to the Olympics, uh, Minister. And, and obviously, uh, as I said, you are the captain of our sporting team, uh, wherever we are and whatever we're doing. Uh, I know it's pretty hard to show favouritism, but has is, is there been one of those medals thus far that's really touched you? <laughs> I thought you might ask me that, and it's such a hard question, isn't it? I'll pick two if it's okay with you. And I mean, they're all brilliant. Yep. So, you know, the rowers, just fantastic stuff from them. You know, the surprise in the triathlon with Hayden Wild, all of that's magnificent. But the two I can't really go past are the, are the sevens gold, which... For anyone who knows, again, that team and the remarkable culture they've built up, the adversity they've had to face coming back from, from that heartbreak in Rio. Um, I, I have to say the semi-final against Fiji would be probably the most stressed I've been watching a sporting event since since Lords in, in 2019. But brilliant, brilliant win there. But the one that really grabbed me was Val Adams yesterday. And it was a bronze. And you think, you know, why are we all getting so excited about a bronze? But again, you know, the link of time she's had on the world stage the comeback that's happened as she said two kids but but beyond that there have been other issues around her, her you know her ability to win or ability to, to achieve within the sport and she's overcome it and I just watched that yesterday afternoon and watched her you know our greatest I'm getting close to saying our greatest athlete and track and field athlete of all time potentially just an incredible person and thrower and just watching the way in which you know she came back to win that medal and how happy she was about it and for her family so that's the one that's winning for now but you know there's more to come which is just even better from a from a broader New Zealand perspective. Yes sir they may may well even come this afternoon or go a long ways towards coming this afternoon and this evening Lisa Carrington of course in the water as amongst others uh, we've got Burling and Chook sailing for gold um uh, but I, I must touch on uh, the Laurel Hubbard thing because it has been uh, such a, I think, a controversial subject. Uh, tonight she actually gets to get, stand on that uh, weightlifting platform and, and have a go. Uh, you've been a, a champion for, uh, I won't say so much for her, but for the right of people, whoever they are, to, to partake and try and get the best out of each other. So I, I would imagine you are quite pleased to see this day arrive for Laurel's point of view as well as that. Well, for sure. You know, look, I think you just said it before in your in your in your sermon uh, that um, you know that she is a person. She's an athlete, and, and at one level, this I think the issues around here are both complex and also quite simple. The level at which it's simple is that Laurel Hubbard is a member of the New Zealand Olympic Olympic team who met the criteria to compete, and I will be supporting her and backing her wholeheartedly, just as I do every other member of the New Zealand Olympic team who've all worked hard and sacrificed huge amounts to get there. And in Laurel's case, obviously with the glare of, of the publicity, and she's a, a very private person uh, alongside all of this. So at that level, for me, it's quite simple. She's in the New Zealand team, we support her, we back her and I hope she, she gets on the podium the, the complexity comes from, from the overall issue of how to set the rules to make sure that we include everybody, which we must, but we also create a level playing field. The International Weightlifting Federation set the rules, set the criteria based on the International Olympic Committee guidelines and to me that's all there is to it for Laurel. 
in the future as that evolves and more thought is given to how we you know, measure and create the, the rules, who knows what might happen. But for today and tonight, I just really hope New Zealanders back an athlete who's put a huge amount of effort in is wearing the silver fern, and I think we can be really proud of. Uh, it's 9.14 here on SENZ. Uh, we're speaking to the Honourable Grant Robertson. Of course, he's wearing his sports minister's hat very proudly at the moment. What do you say to people who, I mean, this is one of the most, uh, it's been vitriolic at times, some of this debate. Um, people, it runs deep. What do you say to those people who just can't get their head around it? Yeah, look, I just ask people to, to, to take a, an approach about the fact that, that the people involved here are all human beings. And, you know, I've got a philosophy on life, Smithy, that, you know, we should let people be who they are. It's the most, it's such an important thing for people to be able to express themselves and live their lives as who they are. It's the way in which we'll get the best out of everybody. And I don't think anything that Laurel's done or is doing um, can in any way justify that vitriolic reaction. And I've certainly heard it and seen it. Um, you know, there are rules set here. They are set by the International Weightlifting Federation. She's met those rules. She hasn't created them. She's come along and said, right, yep, I can do this and I can be a part of this competition. And so I just ask people to remember the person, remember the athlete, um, and try try to keep their thoughts and their comments, you know, away from that. I mean, I was I saw there was a protest in London, I think it was, of all places, about yeah, this. Yeah. And it was really personalised to Laurel. And I just thought that was incredibly unfair on her. So I understand that people are going passionate about these sorts of issues but to me like I say at a certain level it's relatively clear for me you know we've got a New Zealand athlete wearing the silver fern and, and like all members of the team I'll be backing it. Uh, on a, a different note um, just finally sir um, uh, the Wallabies are in town they've, they've hit Auckland I think on Friday uh, you granted them an, an economic exemption which was, it was an interesting subject within itself of course not every New Zealander is a sports fan but every New Zealander has gone through a virus situation and some have not have been able to have loved ones come home at the right time, etc. Uh, because of quarantine regulations and all of a sudden we've got this, uh, this high-profile sports event going to take place at Eden Park on Saturday, which is great for rugby, great for New Zealand sport. But it has ruffled a few feathers along the way. So uh, that was an interesting decision, wasn't it? Yeah, look, and you know, and my social media feeds are anything to go by. There's certainly pretty mixed views on it, and I, I understand that. I think it's really important to be clear what the exemption was. So last week we had a week where all New Zealanders who were in Australia, other than those in Sydney, could come back and didn't have to go through quarantine. That finished on Friday. Um, the exemption we granted was that of the Australian team. The Wallabies are obviously not New Zealanders. And so we allowed them to come back in large part because they'd been in what's called a bio-bubble in Australia. They'd been up on the Gold Coast. They hadn't been interacting with anybody else. We could be sure that they um, weren't, you know, going to be a risk to us. They had to do the pre-departure tests like everybody else does when they when they uh, come into New Zealand. And so the exemption wasn't about quarantine because nobody coming in uh, from, from Australia other than New South Wales um, was subject to quarantine at that point. And yep, look, there is, a, you know, for, for New Zealand rugby, this is a significant event in terms of, of, of revenue and for the businesses and the bars 
restaurants around where the game and hopefully games are going to be played, then that's you know that's a big deal. So you know it, it fitted the criteria that had been set, and the minister for COVID response signed it off. Um, but look, you know none of that takes away from the people around the world who've been struggling to get back into New Zealand. COVID is is causing these things all around the world. One of the things we've tried really hard to do over the last 18 months is find ways so that New Zealanders can have a bit of a sense of normality. So be it sports teams or concerts or, or workers that we're bringing in, we've tried hard to find ways of doing that safely. And, and that's what we did here with the Wallabies. Recognise it won't be universally popular, but uh, you know we were able to do it and I believe we've been able to do it safely. Grant Robertson, Minister of Sport, um, let's hope that uh, the next week is uh, as successful as the last and uh, we've got reason to celebrate even more. And uh, whoever's competing, uh, I know they do it for the right reason and for the pride of New Zealand. So uh, let's wish them all the best. And I, I thank you so much for your time this morning. I realise you're a very busy man, but it's, it's cool that you've come on and, uh, and you're enjoying it like every New Zealander. It's been fantastic. Thank you. Cheers, Smithy. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.